Welcome to Real Estate Power, where you can learn how to step up your real estate game from top real estate producers. With your host, Devin Bunnell, author with an Amazon best-selling book. If you want to know what will take your business to the next level, here is where you will learn how. Today we're here with uh, Margo Watson. Um, she's a realtor. And how long have you been a realtor, Margo? I started in 2008. The best time for any realtor to start. The market yes. was so good. <laughs> <laughs> and my background was not in real estate or anything to do with real estate, so it was quite a shocker. Oh, I bet. That's right. When Bank of America was assimilating all the citywide, and the banks were going crazy, and their, the recession was full, you know, starting into the malaise that it was, and it was just a crazy time. Oh, yeah. Tons so, of short sales, tons of foreclosures. So, um, how many deals have you done so far in 18? How many families have you done? Uh, so far? Well, the, the interesting thing is this year, because of the market being so challenging, I mean that only because it's a seller's market and I have a lot of buyers. I do have some sellers, but they go so fast, the, yeah. the listings, that I've had more buyers. And so, where, whereas in the past, I've been able to get a lot more deals close quickly, a lot of my buyers have had, I've had to make four, five, eight offers before really? I got one done. So my numbers are a little bit lower than normal. Yeah. So I've been at least, I, I guess maybe 14. I still have three or four more that I have in the cooker right now for this next month. But it's been a little bit more challenging this year just because I've had to make so many offers before one closed. And then what's your typical like in the past as far as uh, um, oh, I usually I usually average around 20 to 26, something like that, because I'm a single realtor. I don't have a team. I don't have a big, you know, uh, buying agent or selling agent that helps me. I just do it on my own. I really like the intimacy and the flexibility of doing a one-man shop. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, that's just me. No, and I mean, reality is even at where you're at now, 14 this year, that's still more than oh, yeah. the majority of realtors have done. Yeah, and might have been state. relatively high price price. Price points, <laughs> price points. Yeah. The norm yeah, with with realtors, whenever we do our our numbers, the average they use is a two hundred to two hundred fifty thousand dollars home because that's right. about a six thousand dollars commission. So all of mine that I've closed this year have exceeded three to eight hundred thousand. Oh wow! So it's just been <clears throat> higher. So I've made more with less deals. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't complain. Again. And I've also done some referrals. So I've, I've had people that love me, which has been so sweet, that have referred me to, um, that they're moving. And so they've allowed me to select realtors in the cities that they're going to. And so I get a referral fee, which is really sweet. Yeah, that's great. So that is really great. That's, that pays, um, that makes me feel really good about my, my marketing concepts of really going after my, um, my SOI, my, my select few that I think are awesome. Yeah. So. Oh, that's great. So let's let's take a step back. So yeah. tell me what what is your daily schedule like? From let's let's go through like when you wake up in the morning, <laughs> kind of what your routine is. <laughs> oh, I don't right? know if you want to know that. Let me just preface this. Uh, in two thousand one, my husband died of a heart attack suddenly. Oh. I have a degree in communications, mu uh, music, and theater, and so my background was not at all in real estate. And um, so after he passed away, I needed to find a job to provide, obviously. I had to become the main sole breadwinner. And so I tried the eight to five, and where it's really structured. And But I had four children, and so I'm answering this question direct. I picked real estate after running around trying to make sense of my life and my, my children's lives. Um, I needed a lot of flexibility. So I yeah. got into real estate 
But I mean, I, I, he died in 2001 and I didn't get into real estate. I took the class in 2007 and then became a full-time realtor in 2008. So there are six years of experimenting, trying to find an area where I can make enough money, have flexibility, and still have um, ple a pleasure, enjoy yeah. it. So it took me a while to find real estate. So my point of saying what is my daily activities, um, I, I may not be the traditional real, real estate agent because I do a lot of other things that um, are part of my life and that I love that are not what other real estate agents do. And I don't know if there's a typical for real estate agents. Yeah, so I, I mean, I, I, think I can tell that's... you what we're told to do. We're supposed to get up in the morning and for the first two hours from eight, three hours, eight to 11, we're supposed to get on those phones and call all our clients and, and ask for business and check it and all that kind of stuff. Well, my day doesn't always go that way. Right. And I found um, also that um, that may work for some real estate agents, but I find that more people are home after three, when their kids are home or when they're home from work. So I do a lot more of my calling of people or drop bys or whatever I do after three o'clock. Yeah. So my typical day in the morning, I get up, I, the night before I always do a list a checklist of what I need to get done. And I try to do my hardest things first. So if I need to um, uh, get with the bank and, and negotiate things, uh, help my help the, my buyer get a better interest rate, or I uh, talk to sellers about changing some things so that the buyer will be more interested in. You know, I try and do hard things in the morning when I'm fresh, yeah. uh, writing up contracts, um, doing marketing things, things that require brain and creativity. I usually do them in the morning. So uh, have you uh, read the book, Eat That Frog? I have. Okay. Yeah, it's been, it's been a long time. But yeah, what part did you like the book best? I, I love the whole book. And yeah. So, I mean, I, the overriding concept, right, is that just do the hardest thing. Hard things So that's first. what it reminds me of. And it, with my background, um, I, I that was not my nature. Yeah. <laughs> to do the hardest things first in the morning, but it is the best thing to do. Because then they're done, and then, you have all, then you're infused with energy that you can tackle the other things. I like meeting people. So I like to um, get hard things done, book work, all that kind of stuff in the morning. When other people are at the jobs or they're doing the things that they can answer the phone, then I get out of the house after noon, after lunch, and go drop by. And I think that's one of the questions you have. And do the have. fun things, right? Yeah. Well, I the call things them you fun enjoy. things. Yeah. yeah. When I go meet people or I go to lunch with them, I, I really believe strongly in um, relationship building. Yeah. That's kind of a Brian Buffini thing, I guess. I didn't take his class, but I heard that. Yeah. That um, so much, but I think that's a principle of life that um, you will grow in your business if you have strong relationships with people, and that you also have reciprocity. So I'm big into that. That's awesome. <laughs> I guess so. So, so in your morning, um, do you detail out just the hard things or the the easy things too that you need to do that day? What I, don't, I you know, every day is so much different. Um, my goal is to hit. Not, I, I never do anything like Facebook and all this. You know, I, I just do the things that require me to, um, like I hate computer work. So anything I need to do, if I need to correct contracts, or because I, I don't, again, I'm a one woman shop. So if I need to create marketing pieces, if I need to do my SOI and send out, um, um, what's it called? Uh, newsletters, all, the, all those things that require mental power and creativity, I try to do those in the morning. And then also set up my day so that I have time in the afternoon to go show houses and do that stuff so in the morning like you said yeah it's more number crunching and so you'll do like say the type the five things you need to complete tomorrow you right. write down that list right and, the night and before, then after the night that before. yeah the night before and then um then you can be more flexible in the right. afternoon to jump to whatever open houses uh, going to show houses pop buys marketing yeah. i mean going 
in person, taking people with me um, to events, uh, taking people golfing, I, whatever I need, playing tennis, whatever I need to do to create a relationship in the afternoon. Because usually people are busy in the morning with their children or with business or work or whatever. So, so, so you work in the morning and you build relationships in the afternoon, in the afternoon. evening, yeah, in the evening. Okay. Mm-hmm. So on like a given week, uh, what? Do you, how many hours do you think you work? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, I think somebody told me one time when they were working on a deal, they felt like they made $2 an hour <laughs> because you just, every deal is so different. Um, with the market like it is, as I mentioned previously, it's more difficult to get just to go out and see five homes and say, this is the one I know you're going to get it. Yeah. Because there may be multiple offers. There may be issues with um, financing. So... Um, Typical deals, is that what you asked me, the number of hours? No, like week, like in a week, right? Do you spend, do you think 50 hours a week, 60 hours a week? Mm. Like compared to a normal job. Oh, is, normal is, job? Is what I would say, mm-hmm. right? Is to give give people an idea of, you know, it's not like, yeah, you do have some flexibility, right? A lot, yeah. But you still put in a certain amount of hours right. to make sure that you're successful. Yeah, and I, I should know those hours I don't. I believe that I do at least a minimum of 40 hours a week, yeah. but I may compress them into three days if you did actually did that because I have families, I have, I have wonderful children and their spouses and grandchildren, yeah. and I'm in, like I'm in a play right now in the evening. It, with It's a play called Mom and Me, and I'm in that, and then I have um, investment properties, and then I... Um, my daughter just had a baby, so I went down there. So, again, my reason for being in real estate is to make good money, serve the public, and also have flexibility because my life, I want to have a life uh, worth living, you know, yeah. that type of thing. So I would i would guesstimate that I spend probably 40 hours, but they're my hours to schedule so that I right. have the time I need. Oh, perfect. So then um, kind of moving on to the next part. So what activities did you do? when you first got into real estate that made you successful? Um, what, what did you do when you first started? First thing, when if you change it, do a job change, it requires a lot of enthusiasm. <laughs> you know, I'm serious. I mean, I was doing something totally different. So when I tell people, hey, I'm doing this, and they think of real estate as, oh, really? There's only 7,000 of you. I mean, that's really true. Yeah. But the, the difference is, and I think that makes me a little bit different, perhaps, than others that don't do deals, is I believe strongly in that relationship building and that if I make a contact, that person is a contact I want for life, a friend I want for life. So I invest more than yeah. maybe a lot of realtors do. I don't want people to look at me and go, oh, she's just a realtor. I want them to look at me and say, she's a resource for understanding real estate, investment, short sale, um, uh, how to remodel, how to fix. I mean, a resource. I'm not a professional, but I've done enough things that they could call me, and I've got a team of people that they can rely on. So I like. I want them to feel that they can call me, and that it do- they don't have to just call a lot of other people to get the answers they need. Yeah. So that requires me. To- I take a lot of classes, um, CE classes, so I'm more prepared. Um, I do, like I said, myself investing. I try to work with mortgage officers more and titles, so I understand them. I have a really great team. And so, again, my whole point is that I, when I got into the business, I, wanted, I, I found people that I could trust to turn my buyers or sellers over to if they have questions or problems. Plus, I also um, was very enthusiastic about it. I'm not just a realtor. I'm your resource, you know, that type yeah. of thing. So I think if you change your job or your career or if you're in this, you've got to be excited about it and let them know the difference that you are making, that, you are, that you're offering this unique skill. Yeah, so... 
so you've built a team that built you a team. Uh, can use as a resource mm -hmm. for yourself and for anybody that comes to you, right? And I, and I kept being educated, getting more and more classes so that I could answer questions. Yeah. Um, and then I, I myself got involved in the process of buying real estate so that I could answer those questions. Those, that's important. Made sure that I um, really understood my, the, th the documents. There's a lot of legalities that I could be... Uh, misrepresent if I'm not really skilled on them yeah. and um, if anybody's going to come to us they need us to answer questions and we better be better have those answers yeah right so, so then in uh, when you started to, how did you get deals in the beginning you said you have a lot of enthusiasm about, yeah like just mentioning to people or talking to your friends and oh, family or so how do I make more contacts and start yeah, to get leads how, yeah how did you get your leads and build okay. your business I did uh, I did a lot of um, open houses I worked at a new built place because um, I thought that's a really great place to meet a lot of people and get my feet wet worked in new, new construction I also did a lot of uh, walking in the neighborhood taking around flyers um, I also did um I worked with other agents on, you know, if they needed somebody to go show houses, I would do that. I was willing to do anything, frankly. And I worked with, I, I got a list of uh, lawyers and um, di divorce attorneys and medical personalities, um, relocation companies, and I contacted them directly with a letter and then I met them myself to let them know that I was available to help them at any hour. Um, I know some real estate agents um, are very limited in the time scope, but I, I work six days a week. I'm willing and available. So I, I try to be more of a resource, as I mentioned to you, where I my life is based around their schedule, and um, so that flexibility was there for them to call me anytime they need. Did that make sense? Yeah, so, and again, to reiterate, so when you started, you started off with a builder with new construction, mm -hmm. and would sit in their open houses, mm -hmm. but then anything else that came up, right. it's not I like you were just open, waiting right, for that. Open house. I did a lot of calling around, I would get a farm area, do you know what that is? Yeah. So it's like you like you find your house, then you find all the houses around within a mile or two, and then you just start calling them and asking them if they know of anybody that's looking to buy or sell. You find a house that is sold, like if, if you do get a listing from maybe a, a neighbor or friend. Um, you, you, you sit at that house, but then you also do the farm area around and then walk the neighborhood saying, I'm having this open house. Then you go and say, I'm looking for buyers that, um, because I already have a buyer for this listing. Do you know if anybody else is thinking of list, uh, the listing right away because it's such a good market? And I got leads off of that as well. I, I really think that you have to, when you're first invested into um, real estate, you've got to have really good walking, uh, good shoes, walking shoes. You've got to put action into it because nothing happens at the, at the beginning unless you're really proactive. Right. Calling on the phone, spending hours talking to people, um, doing the things that you say you're going to do, uh, doing open houses for others, you know, just trying to open avenues of meeting lots of people. Yes. Yeah, so the more people that you were able to get in touch with, you were able to start building those relationships with mm -hmm. and, and get deals through. Exactly. Another thing I did was a lot of volunteer work. Um, when you do voluntary work, um, it, it's very, there's a lot of reciprocity. I worked with um, unique populations like the Filipino community or Burmese community or that type of thing, and I would help them with their events so that they knew that I, like I sing, <laughs> I'm a singer, and so I would go and sing at their uh, not bar ministry, but there there's special parties that they have for birthdays or other events. Their Filipinos are beginning to karaoke, so I go singing. That they knew that I was a realtor, but I'm also a friend. I'm somebody they can hang with. Yeah. And that's important that you are a, a person. You're not just after the check. 
you're not after the clothes. You're, you're genuinely interested in them as people and uh, in their lives. Um, I've gone to baby blessings and uh, uh, other church. I've sung at people's churches for Christmas. Um, I've gone to their hospital beds and brought um, flowers and gone to their homes and taken food when they needed support. You know, I want to be not just a realtor, again, a resource, a, a friend, somebody that they look at, look at, not just that deal. Yeah. So you said that you, uh, number one, farm different areas. Mm-hmm. So you get these lists of phone numbers and just spend hours calling yeah. this list, right? Yeah. And then once you felt like you exhausted that list, move on to another mm-hmm. place. Yeah, you could do it by zip code. You, you, you can, if you don't have a listing yourself or you, if business is slow, you find a price point that you feel comfortable with that you think you can find others in that neighborhood that would be similar to it. And then um, you find you get this just just listed or just sold, and then you call the neighborhood. Yeah. And a lot of people have cell phones, so that's more difficult. So then you have to go door to door. Yeah. So then when you were the, or then on the attorney side, like you going to the divorce attorneys, mm-hmm. what did you um, sell them on? For using you or the relocation companies or any of those professions how did you you said you provided them with a letter and then said hey, I'm here but is yeah. there more detail that you can give like with um, maybe specific things that you offer to them well again um, they they have their own calendar so I need to be very available for when they need to be. I mean they they might call me after court um, mm-hmm. or um, different times of the day and I need to be able to respond really quickly and they need um, may need comps right away so I I, I don't know but my what I was told by some of them is that realtors do not get back to them hmm. so a big thing if you're working with any lawyer or, the time is money and so if they call you same thing with an investor if they call you they need something you need to be be able to answer that call right away yeah. And so I made a real habit of getting back to them quickly. And so I promised them response time is minimal within an hour. Um, I'll, I'll get right back to you with comps or with that, whatever you need. Um, I made sure that uh, I'm a very pleasant person to work with. They want Because if they're in the middle of a divorce situation, it can be really hostile. Yeah. And I need, to let, I need to let them know that I have the ability to deal with hostile partners you know that are going through the situation and to be able to talk to both them with at, to both of them with fairness and also open open mindedness that I would not take one side or the other but that I would try to make them um, come to a point where they could agree on a point so they would get that house sold yeah. you know what I mean yeah the, the two have to feel comfortable with me I have to be very professional that's important I can't go showing up at a attorney's home when they I mean home at their office if I am not in the same type of attire that they are, I need to be very professional and um, be a reflection of them. I am their PR element. Yeah. So I, I let them know I'll be a good extension to them. I'm articulate. I can handle the pressure, and that's important to them. Um, I also inv- I also let them know that there's reciprocity. I will be called into to deal with uh, a difficult situation if they want to sell their home and then they don't have an attorney. So I'm going to put them on my vendor list. I have a very long list of people that can do, you know, sheetrock and plumbing and whatever, and also need uh, um, legal assistance. I have referred so many people to my attorney partners, as you were, my team, that need wills or they need, they want to do adoptions or they Mm -hmm. want to do, um, they want to do investments or, you know, because there's all kinds of attorneys. So... 
Um, I, I, res I have a lot of reciprocity, and they like that. And I can tell them the number of times that I've done that, so I have a track record that they believe in. Yeah. So did you only approach them once, or how many times did you have to follow up with, say, a specific attorney? Oh, so, yeah, to, exactly. To make sure that they know that you're there. Yeah, it, the first time it's a letter, the second time it's like, may I just meet with you? Uh, maybe the, the third time, uh, would, you, would you like to be involved in this service event I'm involved in? We're going to be raising money for, or we're getting clothing for, or um, you know, that kind of thing. So they see that I'm part of the community because the more involved I am in, uh, the more involved I am, the more they will be able to also interact with that community. So that's a plus. So one thing that you've mentioned a couple times that I really like, right, oh. is, is how um, you give back, right, as far as service or um, community time. events, time, <laughs> yeah. like, are there certain things that you are drawn to that you like, or is it kind of whatever goes? Oh, <laughs> whatever goes. Well, I'm trying to think. I, I love working with um, refugee immigrant populations. They work so hard and they're so sincere and uh, they require a lot of work, but they also are very loyal. So I like that, and all of them need, speaking of attorney, legal support, they also need um, uh, some guidance on how to, to, you know, find doctors, I mean, dentists, you know, that kind of thing, because they're new here, and so that's, that works out really well. They need support. So I enjoy working with a community that's grateful, you know, and that they give back. I mean, I'm a godmother to a lot of the kids, and I've... I mean, it's really kind of wonderful to be in involved with the community um, that is from a different culture. I learn so much, and it makes me so much so grateful for my own um, heritage and mm -hmm. also my own um, just being American. I guess my own status as an American because they want that as well, and so I get to help them with that process as well. And it's very, it's very gratifying. Um, I like to work with first-time home buyers. Again, they are so willing to listen to me and embrace what I'm saying and they're a little nervous so they um, are, are willing to do whatever it takes yeah. to, to make things happen. So it's, first time home buyers are great. I like working with uh, senior citizens. I um, have my certification working with seniors and they, they require a lot of um, reassurance <laughs> but they're really wonderful. They, they do reverse mortgages. They, there's a lot of things that they need just somebody to be honest with them on and I appreciate their confidence in me so again that um, I like to work also with um, um, what is it called oh, the Fisher House veterans and um, the McDonald House you know where yeah where people their lives have just been turned upside down so it's really great to be able to work with them and help brighten their lives and give them a little hope you know and then it, it, it always comes back you know to me somehow and I, I really believe in that whole adage Whatever you give get, comes back. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. So moving on to uh, what you're doing today, right? So mm -hmm. you've kind of built this sphere of influence, mm -hmm. right? right? And by uh, farming different areas, by um, going out to different professionals, right? Doing service. And now it's kind of just SOI of those people yeah, I getting try. that reciprocity. Right. Now, I'm not a team, so I don't need to feed a huge team with lots of referrals. And I did try the Zillow thing, the SEO thing on Google and, you know, all those things where, you know, if you have so many hits, they give you leads and I spent money on, oh, I, I, I yelled. But I mean, I, there's all kinds of different things I've tried to get my name out on, yet I found no return that was gratifying. I'd had people calling me that were kind of, 
leads that were looking for rent to rent or were just soured or didn't have really had poor credit. Um, and so it, it was a lot of money I felt wasted. So what I've done instead that I found much more gratifying and rewarding is I put my money into events for my SOI and, and into service projects like I mentioned. So I do a lot of pop buys. I take pumpkin, not pumpkins, watermelons around to my clients because I love watermelon. Watermelon. Who doesn't like watermelon in the yeah. summer? I know they're really big and bulky, but but even if they're not there, I leave them on their porch and take a picture and send it to them. You know, and just want to just give you a little bit of sweetness on this summer day, knowing how much I care about you, that kind of thing. But in, in, if they are there, I get to just talk to them. Or if they're in the yard, I bring my gardening gloves and we we garden for. 20, 30 minutes and talk and catch up. I do um, pies. I give pies at Thanksgiving, before Thanksgiving. And that's really fun. I make them come to me so I can be dressed up and they look nice and we I, they bring their kids or whatever. And It's really great. I give them a huge pie and it's just really gratifying to, to see them then and then try to do a movie in December. And then in the January, I leave them alone usually because they're tired. But I, I try to sell, send them back there. Well, their you know appraisal that uh-huh. they had on their home. I tried to send back any information on their house in case they're thinking of refinancing or that kind of thing. And then anyway, each month I try to do something. Yeah, uh, Death by Chocolate is a great time around Valentine's or um, Girl Scout cookies in March and April and May. I, I do gardening stuff. I send seeds out or whatever. And then I have a barbecue in June. I always invite people to, and that's really fun. You know, and they yeah. bring all the kids, and I tell them they can bring whoever. And I do a farm right around the area that I do the barbecue, so I can invite the whole neighborhood. And I don't care who comes. I have lots of hot dogs and hamburgers. So, um, uh, and then uh, July, I usually take individual groups uh, water skiing or boating. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's great write off uh, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I enjoy being with them. Again, I don't want them to think it's only for the check, you know. Um, and then when we're together, they always remember people, you know, that, oh, yeah, there's this friend of mine that's thinking of moving. Because we're just chatting, you know? Yeah. Um, and they feel comfortable referring me. Um, so, to think, just... so, so instead of like um, postcards or... Um, I know you do newsletters on top of that, right? But you really go above and beyond to literally have that touch. Yeah. That physical touch with right. your clients mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Once a month is amazing, right? That's, yeah, it's a lot. I, I tried... That's why I say my hours... I, I, it's hard to quantify them because you have to drive. Salt Lake's a big county. Yeah. And I have, I have a lot of people in Utah County. I mean, I think most of my business this last year was in Utah County. And that's another thing. I don't just restrict myself to where I travel because I have, I've lived and have had family members in Utah County, Cache County, uh, Davis County, you know, Weber. I mean, so I'm going there anyway. Yeah. So I have no problem doing that. So I've had listings all over the place. So. That's awesome. So... The one of the big things, you know, another highlight is that you enjoy what you do, right? Yeah, I think and you've got to. You you don't go after the paycheck. You go after the relationships and mm-hmm. fostering those relationships, right? And yeah. building those relationships over time, right? And, and I do that even with my family. I know a lot of realtors have told me, "Don't work with your family. Always give that to somebody else." But I'm going, who would better take care of my family than myself, yes. my family member? I mean, and so I, when I meet with my cousin, we just did a great job, a deal for her, and I said, I am business, you know, yeah, I love you, you're my cousin, but at any time, if you're concerned or upset, let's talk about it. 
I don't want you to hold back because at the end of the day, I want to fight for you even more than to get the best deal for your home in the sale of it or, you know, or if you buy when you buy a home. Um, at the end of the day, I am a professional. I have a license, and I, I believe in what I do, and I am my skill base. And I, you could trust me. So I really work hard to make sure my family over probably overstep my bounds just to make sure that they know that I'm going to do a really good job for them and represent them, and that they don't have to worry about apologizing or you know that they can be really assertive if they need to be if they don't feel like I'm doing the job they need. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I really do believe in relationships and and spending time, and I do enjoy it because. Um, I think that whole attitude of, um, bo- uh, what's the word I'm just trying to think of, where there's a, there's room for everybody to succeed is a really healthy attitude. And so if I go in just trying to make my clients happy and meet their goals, I'm going to succeed because they're going to be so happy. They're going to be you know they'll want to recommend me again or they'll want to think highly of me. Let me give you an example, okay? Okay. I'm talking too much. No, you're doing okay, great. Okay, you asked me. Um, so during 2000, during that horrible recession period of time. I had these wonderful clients, and they uh, they just could, they wanted to sell their home because they, they were outgrowing it, and they wanted to get another home, but everything was a short sell, and their home was gorgeous. It was like a model home. They'd put all this money into it, put it over 200 grand into this home over in Draper area, Draper. so the Cranberry area, Cranberry Hills area, I don't know yeah. if you know. Anyway, so, and in any other market, it would have easily sold for 450000 but because of all the short sales around that area... I mean, I, we couldn't get anything over 300 in an offer, 325 So, trying to be resourceful, again, that's what I need to be, we talked about seller finance. And so, um, and they had three properties that we had to deal with in that capacity. So, during that 2000, I think 10 to 2012, I dealt with, them with four properties that we had to sell, but we did seller financing. It saved them. Because, so they can move on, but the same token, it was a very difficult time for them because they weren't able to get the money out to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, so after the final deal was done, I thought they were. I never heard from them, even to t- until a couple weeks ago. I had not heard from them for four years, and I thought they hated me. You know, okay, again, because I'm part. When people are having to go through short sales or foreclosures or some of these really ugly times in their lives, or they've lost their job, or you know. And you're there dealing with their finances, and there's this, there's so much emotion and drama, and, and it's so so all, all encompassing that they could really be, fuel all that at you as a yeah. realtor. And so I found that I really had to always step back and keep level headed, reassuring, bring them options, let them decide. And I did that, but then I never heard from them for four years. The other day, I was and I thought they hated me. So it was really hard on me because I'd put so much time and my, time and effort, and I took a reduction in my commission to help the. You know what I mean? Yeah. I really. Anyway, I, I was at the fabric store the other day, and this gal said, "There's Margo, my realtor." And I turned around, and it was this woman. I won't mention her name, but this woman that I thought hated me, and I said, "Oh my gosh." Are you alive? I said, I thought you hated me and that you never wanted to see me again. And she said, no, you were the best thing in the world that happened to us. It's just that our lives fell apart. You saved us long enough to keep ourselves together and because of what came up on us. If, if you had not been there, it would have been twice as bad. We are just now recovering. And I just want you to know, I'm so sorry we're so bad about getting back to people. But you and your caring nature helped keep our family together during that pre- period of time. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. 
Wow. I mean, that was so validating. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because um, I thought they... I mean, it's been four years. No, six years. Not one word from them. But the first thing, I'm at the, the fabric store, and she comes <laughs> up to me. And she said, Margo, my realtor. You know? That's... So I really... I, I really believe that if you're going to be in this profession, you have to be about a, being a person. It's a people business, and you have to really love the people you're with because sometimes their lives are not pretty, and, and uh, things are not the way... It's not idyllic. Yeah. And so you need to be more than just the check and, you know, and get the deal done. It needs to be much more. And they can tell if you care. With that adage, um, they... They don't care what you say until until they know that you care, something like that. Yeah, they don't care what you know until they know yeah, that you care. Yeah, there you care. go. Yeah, yeah, I really believe that. Oh yeah, it's that's awesome. Um, so thank you so much for spending time with us today.